This anointed teaching by Apostle Theo Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. Good morning, family of God in South Africa. Christian Family Church, we love you so much. Can't wait for celebration. It's right around the corner, and we are going to have a phenomenal time in God. Get ready. Make sure you take vacation. Please. Starting at 2 o'clock and finishing in the evening. So, even if you take the afternoons off, that'll work. All right. Let's begin. The message is titled, The Heavenly Father Loves His Children, Part 4. And we're going to open up with John 14, verse 1. If you have your Bible, please turn to John 14, verse 1. Uh, if you don't have a Bible, please get one. Those who have Bibles will grow so much faster and have a greater level of faith because they will be able to write in their Bible and it'll be, you'll be amazed how much stronger you'll be as a Christian by having a Bible to follow in the church and write in. All right, have you found John chapter 14 yet? Verse 1, I'm reading the New King James translation. Jesus is speaking and he says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. All right, let's think about that. In my Father's dwelling, that's heaven, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. So this Jesus has prepared a place for me. All right, now watch this. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. I'm coming back to get you. That where I am, there you may be also that you may be with me in heaven in your own place of dwelling, that you may be with me in heaven. He will take us to his father's house. That's what he said. I'm coming to get you, to take you, to stay with me and the father. Verse 4, and where I go you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, that's a verse we all know very well. I am the way. In other words, if you believe in me, if I'm in your heart, then you automatically get to heaven. I'll come for you. So just believe in Jesus and you are on the road to heaven. Now, the next verse is very important. Verse 7. Watch this. 
If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. If you had known me, you would know the Father. So in other words, Jesus is saying, I'm just like the Father. I behave like the Father behaves. I act like the Father acts. I talk like the Father talks. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Jesus is saying, I am a glove on the Father's hand. I'm a glove on the Father's hand. God the Father is working through me, and you are seeing the Father in action when you watch me. Say that. Jesus is saying, you are watching the Father in action as you watch me. All right. Now then, let's go to verse 8. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. Then I see the Father, and we'll be happy. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Once again, Jesus is saying, I'm a glove on the Father's hand. Everything that I do is the Father living the Father's life through me. That's what he's saying. So if you want to know what the Father God's like, read the Gospels and see how Jesus reacts in every circumstance. That's the Father in action. Verse 10, do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Jesus is saying, everything I do and everything I say is the Father at work through me. In other words, I only speak what the Father tells me to speak. And I only do what the Father tells me to do. I do nothing else besides what the Father wants me to do. So folks have often asked, what is the Father God like? Just read the Gospels, watch Jesus, and you'll see perfectly what the Father is like. All right, let's go to John chapter 5 and verse 19. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself. Jesus said, I can do nothing on my own initiative. I can do nothing on my own, independently of the Father. I can do nothing. So nothing means what in the Greek? Nothing. Why? Because nothing means nothing. The son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the father do. I can only do what I see my father do. 
I see him do it, and I do it. Again, I see the Father do it, and I do it. What's that talking about? For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. Whatever I see the Father do, I do exactly the same. I copy him. In other words, Jesus is saying, I'm having visions. This is what's going on here. I'm having visions of what to do next. The Father is showing Jesus a vision just before he does something of him doing it, and then he just acts it out and does what he saw in the vision. Let me explain that again. So Jesus is walking along the road, maybe in Bethlehem or Jerusalem. And he sees somebody on the side of the road. And he sees him minister to that person, pray for him to be healed from leprosy, whatever. He sees himself do it. So he, 30 seconds later, he sees the man. He goes and does exactly what he saw in the vision. He just does exactly what the Father showed him by the Holy Spirit in a vision. He said, I only do what I see the Father do. Not here, see, having visions. So the Father is showing Jesus what to do by the work of the Holy Spirit in vision form. He's having open visions all the time. All right, now go to John 5 and verse 1. And here is a great example of what we're talking about. John 5, 1. After this, there was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first, after the stirring of the water, was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. All right, let's think about that. There's a man lying there at the pool of Bethesda, waiting to get in off the angel stirs the water. He's been there for 38 years. Wow. I don't know about you, but my heart of compassion just goes out to that person lying there for 38 years to be healed. When Jesus saw him lying there, he knew that he had already been in that condition a long time said to him, do you want to be made well? So Jesus said to this man, do you want to be made well? Now, obviously Jesus knows the man wouldn't be lying there for 38 years if he didn't want to be made well, right? So why would he ask him that question then? Because he already knows the answer. The reason he asked that question is to try and stimulate 
some faith in this person to maybe get him to say, Lord Jesus, it's you, the Messiah. Heal me, please. Something, some kind of positive response, right? He's trying to get that out of him. Verse 7. The sick man answered Jesus, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. While I'm coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. Now, this amazes me. I, I don't know about you, but this man was standing for the creator of that pool, of that water, of the angel that was stirring the water. He's standing, he's lying there before the creator of all things, the healer himself. Goodness me. And he says to Jesus, I don't have anybody to put me in the water. Obviously, his faith's in the water, not in Jesus. Obviously, he had no idea who Jesus was, who this was standing in front of him. No idea. See, Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. Well, the man didn't argue. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked, and that day was the Sabbath. So he took up his mat, he's lying on a mat of some kind, rolled it up, and off he went. Healed, praise God. That's amazing. So Jesus obviously saw a vision of him going into that porch at the pool of Bethesda. He must have seen that man lying there in the vision and what he said, and the man got up. So Jesus went in there and did exactly what he saw the Father show him first. All right, Matthew 4, 23. Matthew 4, verse 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sick, uh, sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. So Jesus did all that, but really, it's the Father instructing him to do it, working through Jesus like a hand, like a glove on a hand. All right, verse 24. Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to Jesus all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, and paralytics, and he healed them. So there again, this is the Father God in action, this is the Father's heart working through Christ, the Lord Jesus, just like a glove on a hand. Matthew 9, 35. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitude, 
who was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So here we can see the heart of the Father, the compassion of God. If we ever wanted to know what the Father was like, he is a God of compassion, caring, loving, wants to help people. That's who he is. Yes, he is a judge, of course. He's a righteous judge. But the world only knows about God as a judge. And unfortunately, the church has been influenced by that concept of the Father, that he's a judge. And so the church walks around feeling guilty half the time because they don't measure up to the judge's requirements. They don't understand that the Father is more love than anything else. Because the Bible said God is love. Jesus said God the Father is love. So if God is love firstly, foremostly, then all the other attributes are part of his nature, but his dominant nature or feature of his nature is love. And you can see that in the life of Jesus from Jesus' mouth himself telling us it's the Father living his life through Jesus on the earth. He came down here to bear witness to the Father, to reveal the Father. He came to earth to reveal the Father. Thank you, God, for being a Father of love and compassion, understanding and mercy. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you, well, let's say this. I'm going to ask everybody to stand up, please, at this time. Everybody, just stand on your feet. Bow your heads, please. Close your eyes. While the music's playing, keyboard, rhythm guitar, music's playing in the background softly. There's such a strong anointing, such a strong presence of God here today. Just close your eyes. Enter a heart of worship right now. Just become aware of the Father's presence, the Holy Spirit's presence. In the, in the service here this morning. I sense the heart of the Father wanting to heal people everywhere, deliver people from bondages everywhere, set people free. Jesus said, you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. I sense the Father wants to help people overcome challenges they are facing right now. Our God of mercy, love, and compassion is here 
to minister to every one of you, every one of you right now to touch your life. Go ahead and say this, Father God, I receive. Now tell them exactly what it is you receive from your loving Father. Tell him right now, Father, I receive in the name of Jesus the following this morning. Go ahead and tell him. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Father. I sense the Spirit of God moving across the crowd, across the audience, across the congregation. He's healing people right now. There's pain disappearing from people's bodies right now. All sorts of pain, kind of pain. Disappearing right now. There it goes in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. There's someone here, you've been abused and molested since you were a child. And God wants you to, to let that go. Forgive that person right now. Forgive that person right now who's done that to you. Jesus wants to set you free. There's a better life for you. The Father has a better life for you, a life of blessing, life of success and prosperity, and you're going to help other people. Yes, God's setting you free right now. Forgive right now. So I forgive them. Mention their name. Mention their name. Now I command you, fellow demon, of torment come out of that person in the name of Jesus. Come out of that person right now in Jesus' name. I set them absolutely free. Praise you, God. Praise you, God. Praise you, Father. We worship you. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Whatever sickness or disease or infection you have, God's Spirit's falling on you right now, healing you. There it is in Jesus' name. Whatever you need deliverance from, drugs, smoking, alcohol, God's setting you free right now. I set you free by the authority of Jesus from all addictions and bondage. Thank you, Father. Just praise Him, church. Thank Him and praise Him, church. Now, praise God, praise God, praise God. Praise God. You may open your eyes and look at me. God's touched your life this morning. And God has healed you or set you free or done something for you right now. Lift your right hand in the air. I want you please to come forward right now, please. Leave your hand up and come forward to the front, quick as you can. Don't sit down. We're going to give God the glory. Just like the ten lepers, only one came back to say thank you. But Jesus said, you are made everywhere at home. So go in peace and be well. I want you to come right now like that leper. Only one came back. Ten were healed, but only one came back. You are going to come give glory to God this morning by just simply saying, Jesus healed me. Heal my back or heal my this or heal my that. We set me free from this or that, whatever it is. Come on up right now to the front. 
Praise God. Praise God. All right. I want to hear from you from through the microphone. Tell us quickly, one at a time, one at a time, quick as you can. Quick as you can. Give God the glory. Praise God. Pastors, take charge here. And if you need prayer for receiving the Holy Ghost this morning, come out. The pastors will pray for you as well while this testimony line is going on. Praise God. Praise God, Jesus has healed my heart, my soul, and my body. Hallelujah. I'd like to give glory to God for his healing. Um, I was involved in an accident and, and um, experienced some back pains, and I've received healing. me it was a case of abuse and molestation and Jesus forgiven me. Jesus has healed me from breast cancer. 
I have another lump in my breast, but I believe it touched me this morning and I am healed. Thank you, Jesus. I, I am standing in proxy for my husband who had a stroke four years ago, and I believe he's healed from the complications caused by the stroke. He will walk again and he will talk again in Jesus' name. God for healing me from abuse in my childhood and rape in my youth. And he has enabled me to forgive and let go. church with a blocked nose, but as Pastor Theo was ministering, I could feel my airways, my airways just um, unblock. So I'm truly grateful to God. I just want to thank God for answering my prayers and delivering me. And when I arrived here, I was having an ankle twist, but now I'm free. Everything is working. Thank God for that. Praise God. I thank God for all the love He gives me. I thank God for the time when I was little, I was abused, bullied at school. And today I'm set free. And I was empty in drugs and mad, and God took me away from you. And when Pastor Pio prayed, I heard the Lord say, It's your time to rise and go work with the drug addicts. Father, I thank and I praise you that you've called me by name, that you know my heart. And my heart seeks you, and you are my first love, and I seek your kingdom. And I thank you, Father, that you answer my prayers, that you've given me a wife that stands in agreement. And your word says we two stand in agreement. You give us our heart's desires. And our heart's desire is to, to serve you, Father, and you are opening the doors to serve you. And we thank you and we praise and glorify you through our Son, our Savior, your Son and our Savior, Christ Jesus. Praise God. You may all go back to your seats. If you haven't taken your seats yet, you can all go back. When you're done, 
And I'm gonna ask you please to bow your heads and close your eyes. If you are here this morning and you do not know this Jesus, you do not know this loving Father, you can know Him right there in your seat. He wants to confirm to your heart that you are His child, that you will go to heaven one day. And if that's what you want, when I count to three, if you slip your hand up, God will do it for you. I'm going to pray a prayer and God will do it for you right while I pray. If you just put your hand in the air. Are you ready? I'm counting. One, two, three. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now I ask everybody to say this prayer with me, especially those who raised their hands in the service this morning. Let's say this little prayer. Dear God in heaven, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross. Take my punishment so I can be forgiven. Thank you, Jesus. Please forgive me for my sins. Come into my heart. I declare you are my Savior. You are my Lord. I will live for you from this day forward. Praise God, I'm saved. I am now God's child. I'm bound for heaven. God is my Father. I am God's child. Praise God. Praise God. Congratulations. The person that's praying with you is going to take you through to the prayer room for a few moments, and then you'll be free to leave. This is very important. So go with them. Everybody give them a great big hand clap as they go this morning. Thank you, Jesus. We appreciate and praise God for every soul that comes to Jesus. Amen. And remember what we learned. We learned that when you bring somebody to Jesus, you're giving the Father a gift equal to the value of Jesus himself. Praise God. All right. I'm so excited about celebration. We're going to see a mighty outpouring of God's Spirit, a mighty revival, and um, we're going to move forward. We're going to advance advance, not retreat. So, take off vacation, bring your kids, we're going to have food everywhere, all the restaurants will be going, extra trucks will be here with food, you can come at two and hang out at five o'clock until seven and then come and join in the evening service. We are going to get lost in God, we're going to have a God encounter, refreshing, a mighty touch from heaven. All right, we love you all. See you next weekend. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.